0: At St. Mary's. Homilies of Father Don Nectarius Hawk, recorded live at St. Mary's Antiochian Orthodox Christian Church in Omaha, Nebraska. The reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Let us attend. At that time, Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill our righteousness. Then he consented, And when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him, and lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Good morning. The feast of Christ's birth has passed. It shone more brightly than the sun. The day of his epiphany is coming and is today. That day is even more radiant. There, the shepherds gave glory with the angels, worshiping God made man. Here, John's right hand will touch the master as he cries out with fear, Sanctify both me and the waters, O only merciful one. Beloved, today we come to a great and wonderful feast. In fact, in the Orthodox Church, the Feast of Theophany or Epiphany, and I'll explain the, those words in just a second here, is second only to Pascha. It's actually even more important than Christmas in the Orthodox Church's calendar. It's a more ancient feast, as a matter of fact, because what we celebrate today, beloved, is the appearing of God to the world. We all know the sorrowful old story of the fall of man, from light to darkness, from divine childhood to domination by the prince of this world. The creation itself, we hear in the Holy Scriptures, falls with man and longs for and groans for the appearing of God in it, to come to restore the cosmos. And this very appearing, beloved, is what we celebrate in this feast today. We call this event theophany. From the Greek word meaning the manifestation of God or the appearing. Also, there's another word that's used, epiphany. We hear about that sometimes as well. And that means a showing forth. So basically the same thing. And we, re- we heard that in the gospel, didn't we, this morning? Where our Lord consented, the Creator of all consented to be baptized by His creature. In fact, the hymns in our services so powerfully portray that dynamic between the clay and the potter, the creature and the Creator. John is filled with fear because His physical hand, that hand that made Him, or the hand that we, that, that of the, crea- the Creator that made Him, is there and He's putting His created hand upon Him. So with fear and trembling, the forerunner comes to baptize the Master. We heard that dialogue why are you here? Why, why am I to baptize you? You should be baptizing me. And, of course, we know what the Lord said. Beloved, this is our Lord's first public appearance. And it takes place at His baptism for a very good reason. In fact, many reasons. Many reasons. And we need to know those as we celebrate this feast today and reflect upon them and let them sink down deeply into our hearts. We know and teach, as the church has always taught throughout the centuries, that baptism is our immersion into those realities of death and resurrection. St. Paul tells us this very clearly in the book of Romans, the book of Galatians, where he says that those who are baptized into Christ have died and are, are risen in, to new life in Christ Jesus. And we even heard just a few minutes ago the hymn that I almost stopped. <laughs> Forgive me, brothers. Those who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. As we put on clothing, we have put on Christ. Hallelujah. So baptism, again, is our immersion into death and resurrection. And Christ came to the earth in order to die and to be raised. Baptism is also the reality as we enter into that great and and profound truth, our embrace of repentance, repentance of, of sin and forgiveness. Did not our Lord Jesus come as the Lamb of God who takes upon himself the sins of the world in order to, to take it away? Baptism also is that symbol of sanctification. And Christ has come to sanctify all of creation. That's why he consented, among other things, to be baptized in water, to, to allow himself to be immersed into his creation so that he might sanctify it. He might set it apart as that vehicle through which his power, his presence, his mercy, his love, his forgiveness can be given to us in and through the tangible things of his creation. We believe that, beloved, and the church has always taught that. In fact, that's the foundational reality of the Incarnation. That great feast of the Nativity that we just celebrated. God willingly taking upon Himself His creation, becoming a part of His creation, becoming one of us. Baptism also is that reality of us, for us, as we embrace it. Radical renewal, healing, transformation. When one is baptized, the old is over, and the new has come. In fact, St. Paul tells us that, doesn't he? In Corinthians, when we are baptized into Christ, we become a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. And Christ appeared on earth, manifesting Himself. In fact, manifesting the Trinity, as we saw and heard in the Gospel. The Father speaking from heaven, and the Holy Spirit coming as a dove. The Holy Trinity, once again, manifests itself to creation, as what happened way back in the book of Genesis. So this act of baptism, this event that we celebrate today, beloved, contains the entire mystery of Christ. It contains the whole purpose of His coming. It contains everything in the, new, in the good news of the gospel for us. And that's why this is such a crucial event. Primary importance because the Son and Word of God has wrapped Himself in human flesh, and now He plunges that flesh into the Jordan. The old Adam is lost in that water. The old man dies, and the new Adam, united to God and His only begotten Son, arises from the Jordan. And in that event, beloved, you and I can participate in it. It's not just an event that we think about, reflect on, and say, oh, what a a wonderful and glorious thing that happened to Jesus and to John and to the water. (laughs) No, it has eternal ramifications for us who are his people. Because the old fallen Adam dies and the new Adam dies restored to God's image, is created in us with Christ. In Christ, who has clothed Himself in our humanity, we are now clothed, you and I, in the bright garment of divine sonship. Children of God, able to call God our Father, all because of this event today. Able to call God Abba, <laughs> which is an intimate term which we translate in English, Daddy. You and I had the opportunity, beloved, to have that intimate communion and union with God because God Himself came into our reality and sanctified it all because the Word of God appears among us in the flesh, the Father offers us new life. We're recreated. The Holy Spirit overshadows us, hovers over us, dwells within us to bring us this new, into this new creation, into this new life, into this new reality, to bring it to fruition. We become, by the love of the Trinity, poured out in our world, bright sons and daughters from the streams of the Jordan, as our hymnography says. The Fathers call baptism the bath of enlightenment. And you and I, beloved, experience that in our everyday lives. Christ's life, His light, His strength, In fact, the eternal life of the Trinity is ours if we will turn to Him in repentance. And that is so intrinsically linked to this event, beloved. Because after our Lord even came back from His temptation in the wilderness, after He was baptized, what was His first sermon? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So repentance is forever and eternally linked to this event. Not only this event that happened 2,000 plus years ago, but our lives every single day, every moment of every day. And if we look toward Him who comes to us and, and see who He is, beloved, the eternal Word of the Father, and see what's happening to us, what has happened and what is happening and continues to happen in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to the evil one. In fact, in Christ we can say, depart from me, be gone, as Jesus did in the wilderness. And the devil has to flee because we belong to Christ. We belong to him by virtue of our baptisms. We can trust in our Father. We can live by his word and not bread alone. We can be satisfied with the glorious life that he shares with us. And we can dismiss the pride of this world. All the temptations that our Lord endured in the wilderness, we endure. But we, like he, can be victorious as we have been brought into union with Him, purified, illumined, deified, sanctified. I can't stress it enough, beloved, and we have to always come back to this, especially when we are in the throes of the battle, the spiritual battle with the evil one. We are new creatures created by the Trinity to live His life of love in this world. And we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit because of what our Lord and Master has done in this event. May it be the thing that always is in front of our eyes, our minds, our hearts, as we go through our daily lives so that we may give Him glory, praise, and honor together with His Father and His Holy Spirit always, now, and ever, into ages of ages. Amen. Thanks for listening. Find us online by searching St. Mary Orthodox Omaha or at facebook.com forward slash stmaryomaha.